Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. I don't know if the Queen showed up. Hello. I once had love and a lift, is what we call it. We don't have elevators, we have lifts. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Rihanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. <laughs> Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a show today. Mm-hmm. This is the show to end all shows. Yes. And when I say that, I mean we will be fired at the end of it. You know how I know it's going to be a big show? How's that? I ate not one, but two microwave dinners for lunch. And I am calling them dinners because they're always called microwave dinners to me. Even even, though, even when you don't eat them, even at when dinner. you don't eat them for dinner. In fact, I rarely eat them for dinner. I usually eat them for lunch. Was this a was this a health decision, or was this a laziness decision? This was a. I was running around this morning and forgot to make time to go get food, and so at noon I said, "I'm not going to sit in a drive-through for twenty minutes to get food." I'm going to go into the grocery store for five minutes and get food and then make my way back here. So that's why. What'd you get? Uh, I got this like buffalo chicken stuff and mashed potatoes, but it was such a small portion. I said, I'm going to need two of those. So that's why they have the hungry man dinners. No, no, no. The hungry, they, they put too much. I just wanted the chicken and the mashed potatoes. I mixed those together. I ate the chicken first, completely ate all of the buffalo chicken. That was gone. And done. And then I started on the mashed potatoes, as you know I like to do. I don't like to, I, I like to focus I, I don't, on. I don't understand this. I complain about cold fries. Mm-hmm. All right? How I yeah. eat my fries piping hot. This mm-hmm. idiot, you. Yes. You get yourself a, a bag of deliciousness. Grease. Yeah. And you will, I'll just, I'll watch those fries sitting there dying. But depends on dying. I'm in the mood for. While you eat your sandwich first. Some, well, it doesn't matter no, because no. even if you eat all your fries first, the sandwich is then getting cold. Yeah. Sometimes, usually I go fries first and then sandwich. But I, I have, you know, it wasn't, I didn't even know I was doing it until one day we were eating together and you said, do you always do that? And I said, what? And you said, eat all of the side and then go for the main dish. And I said, I, yeah, actually, now that you say that, I guess I do, but I've never... You, you it's refuse not a conscious to decision. alternate your bites. That is a sign of serial killer. <laughs> I was watching one of those shows on uh, Discovery Channel. Is it really? All serial killers ate their food one at a time. Yeah, you know what? That's Even if that's not true, it sounds true, so I'll go with it. You I'm, also I'm, were a clown. Yes. Well, for many years. Doing a lot of bone as clown. Well, you would do the balloon animals. Mm-hmm. Well... Yeah, you thought they were animals. I was making purely phallic symbols. That's all I was doing. All right, we have Inside the NFL coming up at 348. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Four o'clock hour. Game show in the five o'clock hour. What's the game this week? Well, because it is cold and gross and cold, mostly cold, I'm going with winter trivia. 
facts about the cold and winter. So there you go. Does winter occur every year? True. Yes. Thank you. Well, you're one for one. Why did you look at my sheet? You're supposed to wait until the end. It was a strange one last night. Patriots beat the Bills. They did so by attempting three passes the entire game. Patriots ran for 222 yards on 46 carries, two completions, three passes. Patriots are 9-4. and four. Hey, man, you know what? Here's the thing. Number one, that is a game that, of course, weather plays a, a part in all this. You're not doing that if it's not for no, the weather. No, that, that wind was crazy. But that's the type of game that you have that game in college, Unless it's in a national championship setting or something like that, you have that game in college and everyone goes, oh man, yeah, sure they won, but what does that say about their team? Last night you win that game and everyone in the NFL goes, hey man, they did what they had to do to win. It's the NFL. That's, That's right. how this works. Because pro sports are different and specifically the NFL to college, the NFL you know every week is a grind. Every team can come out there and beat you. So when you see it on a Saturday and it's a close game and you only threw it three times, that would be like Panic City around here if that happened, right? Other than maybe the Michigan game. But in the NFL, it's like, hey, you got to 9-4. and four. You found a way to win on the road in tough environments. It's, it's a different philosophy. In college football, it's for the most part, how are we going to impress you this week? Uh-huh. In the NFL, it's how are we going to survive this week? You imagine, that's what the Patriots did. They survived last night. Imagine if Cincinnati had done that in the a in the athletic oh, what, no, the American they, championship. Yeah, that, that championship game. If they had done that, everyone would say, I don't know if they should be in the playoffs. Absolutely. Even though they would have won. But it doesn't matter here because the Patriots are showing you this, man. They are showing that defensively, they're as good as they ever were. They're back to being that good, really solid, they may could be win better. a championship defense. This could be one of the best Patriots defenses I've ever seen. That play, I've, I don't know, I'm blanking on who made the play at the end, right? Where the Bills are down there, they have the fourth down, and he jukes like he's going with the receiver and then jumps out of the route and swats the pass away. Just, they're playing out of their minds right now. It's incredible. You know, I don't have to like a person personally to respect him. I say this about Nick Saban all the time. I can't stand Nick Saban, but I respect the hell out of him. He's the greatest coach of all time. Bill Belichick. I don't like Bill Belichick. I respect the hell out of him, though. Mm-hmm. He's the greatest coach of all time. He, and here's proof of that. I guess we it's not proof because there's no way to prove it. But you put, same situation, last night, same roster. Of course, they're not just dropped in. They have all the knowledge in their head. They have relationships with their staff. Zach Taylor and Kevin oh. Stefanski oh. coaching that game for the Patriots. Do the Patriots win that game last no, night? No, no, they don't. Neither neither of those guys would get the job done in that situation. That's in the my difference. Opinion. That is the difference. There's a little tiny difference. It's not like Kevin Stefanski getting no football and Zach Taylor is no football. As a matter of fact, when it comes to offense, they probably know more than Bill Belichick. But in that game last night, Bill Belichick showed his true genius that he could walk in there. That crowd was drunk from eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they were ready to go. That was their place. Everybody comes out. We're not wearing sleeves. We're the Bills. Blah, 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 blah. And then what happened? They ran the ball right down their throat. The Bills knew it was coming and for the most part could not stop it. Yeah. that's a, Well, and that's a testament to their offense, too, being able to say we're going to win the battle at the line of scrimmage. That offensive line getting the job done. But I don't really know what the psychological games are when you're the Bills if the team you're playing is further north than you. Like, the Patriots also play in a really cold place, too. I don't think they're going to be, oh, wow, you don't wear sleeves? Cool. Like, if you're playing Miami, 
You're playing the Rams. All right, fine. But what does that do? when It's an AFC North matchup. I don't know. It, that, I AFC never understood any of that. Said you want, Matthew Judon had sleeves on last night. All right? <laughs> be cares? comfortable. Who cares? Well, go out there and do what you have to do to win the game. I don't care if you look cool while you're doing it. That, Just win the damn game. That definitely feels like the guy who knows he's not going to win, so he has to psych himself up. I'm not saying... I mean, the Bills are a good team. They're a good defense, typically. But, yes, this Patriots team showed what they were worth. It's just still... I, I, I will never get over seeing a stat line that says quarterback, in this case, Mac Jones. I'm not throwing any shade towards him because we know he's pretty good. Oh, two, I know. I know. But quarterback, know two out of three, 19 yards. That's just a weird stat line to see ever in all of And And we sports. may never see it again. I think the last time we saw it, there was two pass attempts. The Bills did it in the 70s. Right. We'll, yeah. We'll never it's see been it that again. long. It was because it was just so windy. It wasn't champagne windy. No, well, but nothing, it was pretty nothing windy. is champagne windy. Can I also bring up the thing that I saw some people saying online yesterday that I think is just absurd? What? Uh, that is because of this wind, people were saying no team should be allowed to build a new stadium without retractable roof That's in stupid. the NFL. That's stupid. Now, to me, the elements playing in the elements is the beauty part of football. I used to be on that side. I used to be the person who said, don't let a game be affected by the weather. I want to see a good game. Why? Did, but did we not see a good game last night? I think that was a good game. Look, man. There are- I, and I have come to the light to see it because I watched teams play in the snow and do amazing things and said, that's way more fun. Why am I holding to this stupid opinion that I've had that was wrong? My, uh, my song of the day last Friday was Little by Little by Oasis. There is a line in that song that I love. True perfection needs to be imperfect. Mm. And that's what I think last night was. That, I like that. Look, what, do I want to see that every game? No. But they were they were acclimating themselves to a special situation. Same thing with crazy snow game. Yeah. All right? I don't want to see crazy snow game every single game that I watch. But once in a while, I enjoy it because it's hysteria. It's yes, craziness. Yes. And let's also be clear, like, I think it's also different per sport. I have said if you're going to build a stadium in Major League Baseball in its, I don't know, north of whatever line you want to make of latitude. But that's just because you don't want to get, you know, nine games snowed out in the month of April. <laughs> right. That's the only reason for that. It's not because I feel bad for the players. Their hands might be a little chilly when they hit the baseball. No, like, that, that game is not made for the elements. That's why when it starts raining, they stop playing. Right. When it starts raining in football, it's like, oh, this is going to get crazy. It's going to be a slip and slide out there. This could be fun. I, I am. I am. Pro elements, and I'm glad that they played that game yesterday, despite the elements. And good for the Patriots for amending what they had in front their game plan to what was out there on the field and said, this is what we're going to do, and they made it work. C.J. Stroud headed to New York for the Heisman ceremony. Uh, He will not win it, but he's going, so good for him. Kenny Pickett will be there, Bryce Young, Aiden Hutchinson. Those are your finalists for 2021. All right, well, if Michigan man has to be there, I'm glad at least there's a Buckeye representative too and cj had a tremendous year as you know deserving of all the credit he's getting for having a really big year it is difficult i think and i'm not saying this as a bad thing against him it is difficult to single out any one person on this offense from you know uh, you could take a trio of wide receivers you could take travion henderson like there there are plenty of guys on this team offensively 
who contributed to the numbers that C.J. Stroud has, right? Like, that whole machine works really well on offense most of the time. But, yeah, he put up ridiculous numbers. And we talked before, if he'd have been playing in the second half of probably a handful of games, his numbers would have been even more ridiculous. So he makes the trip to New York. You know, Ryan Day was talking on Sunday saying he certainly thought he deserved to be there. Here's my question to you. Will it be his last trip to New York? Do you think a year from now he's going back there? I think so. I think I think a year from now he will still be one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the country, statistically. And I think he's going to make some improvements. I will, I have said this. I'll be on the record as saying it. I will be shocked if next year, Notre Dame, that game starts up, and by the end of the first quarter, you don't see C.J. Stroud tuck the ball and run for six yards and get a first down. I will be shocked if next year he does not have... I'm not saying they're turning him into a running quarterback. I'm saying I'll be shocked if he doesn't add in a few hundred yards on the ground that just totally opens up this offense even more than it is. And and they're going to need him to do that, losing some of the wide receivers you're losing this year. He's going to have to obviously make some more impact with his feet, and I think he can do that. Is a new defensive coordinator coming to Ohio State? We give you the latest coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Just a reminder about some road construction. You'll find that Willow Street southbound at Long Street that is closed for construction work. Factor that into your travel plans today. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show Also, fat This is Common Man and T-Bone Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports In the 5 o'clock hour today We have tickets to give away for WWE Raw But you need to be listening in the 5 o'clock hour to win Right now T-Bone has something very important to tell you That's right man It's a great time to treat yourself to the gift of great water Connecticut, I've had it in my house for over a year and a half now And it took our hard problem water Turned it into soft, clean, worry-free water Getting the funk out of your water is what they do best And then also they make it so you don't have to buy bottled water I have the K5 drinking water station in my house. Also have the Premier Series water softener. Whatever your water needs, whether it's maybe you've got like some of that weird stuff on your bathtub that is discoloring. Maybe your clothes in the laundry getting discolored. Or you just know there's funk in your water and you want to get out of it. Call my friends at Connecticut today. You can actually go to ConnecticutColumbus.com. Don't even have to use the phone. Just go to ConnecticutColumbus.com. But when you set up an appointment and you talk to them about what you want to do, Make sure you ask for the T-Bone deal. That gets an additional $200 off any new equipment purchase. That's right. I said any new equipment purchase. $200 off. T-Bone deal. ConnecticutColumbus.com. 
Uh, no secret that Ryan Day has to do something about the defense in the offseason. We'll talk about the potential name. It's not a potential name. He is a name for the defensive coordinator job <laughs> He's not coming in, the in, process in a second. Of being named. No, That's true. He, yeah. he has a name. But I also saw this today. Eli Ricks, who was a five star corner in the 2020 class, went to LSU. He was the number two corner in that class, the 14th highest rated prospect in the 2020 class overall. Went to LSU, plays a true freshman, had success. Intercepted four passes that year. Last season, I guess it's not last season, it's this season, 2021, had a shoulder injury, was hurt for most of the season, but said in November he was going to be entering the portal. So he's out there. He took an official visit to USC. He is supposed to be coming to Ohio State this weekend. And all the people who know these things say that Ohio State is his preferred destination. So I saw that and I said, all right, well, that's... That's some pretty instant help that could come in. I mean, he would come in and play next year as a five-star guy. It's no guarantee of success, but he had success as a true freshman. Right. And then I read that Ryan Day in Ohio State is expected to pass on him. Which is a, that is a weird thing to hear. Not that the player passed on the school. That the school is going to pass. And I guess the reason why is that they have three corners in the 2022 class, and they're afraid that if they go out and get this guy, Eli Ricks, some of those corners say, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to open up my recruitment and go someplace else. Listen, let's just, on the recruiting end of things, if you have a hot take on any of this, I'm all willing to hear any of that, right? If you have a hot take on Quinn Ewers, was that a good decision or not for him to leave early or to have enrolled early and then do what he's doing now we can have that discussion right but what i don't want to hear from is the people who when that news first came out about eli ricks said oh eli ricks coming here he's gonna be a stud he's gonna be unbelievable what a get he would be if we got him and then when ryan day says actually i'd rather not i want to keep these three defensive backs that we have coming in then the same person 24 hours later, he's like, yeah, Eli Ricks, not that good. I saw that coming. I want these three guys. These three dudes are going to be studs. Like, let, you can have that take. Just, you can't have both of them, right? You got to, like, if you really think Eli Ricks is a good player and you think him being here would be a good thing, then you have to acknowledge that maybe it's not a great thing that he doesn't, that they are turning him well, here's, down. Here's my thoughts on this. And again, coaches are paid to have big picture ideas. All right, I'm more reactionary. I'm a stupid fan, but... You know, yes, you got three guys, three corners coming in in this 2022 class. There is a chance all three of them help you out next year, right? And that they're great. It's a very right. minimal chance, but there is a chance that you get significant playing time from those three corners. I think the chance is greater that Eli Ricks comes in and makes an impact next year and helps you win a national championship. I would tend to think that I'm not, too, I'm not man. saying that's guaranteed, of course. I'm talking about weighing odds here. Ryan Day, it's his team. He decided three recruits better than one grad, not grad transfer. He's not a grad transfer. Transfer coming in next year and helping out in the secondary. He's got to make that decision. I'm just a stupid fan saying, I'd rather have Eli Ricks come in, try and help this defense. Right. I mean, let's also be clear, too. Just because a player decides they want to leave a team... That that does not mean, and, and LSU was not a great team this year, but that does not mean that that player is then instantly 
much better than the team he was leaving. It, it might mean that, in fact, Eli Ricks isn't that good. I mean, the fact that the OSU coaching staff apparently looked at him and said, thanks, but no thanks, that that warrants quite a bit of weight on on my opinion, at least, because well, they are watching this. They're looking at it from their perspective. But yeah, having a guy who's played at this level, at a really high level, and being able to work himself into the rotation, I would think is not a bad thing as opposed to three freshmen. But yeah, it's it's the weird world of college recruiting, man. Trying to recruit transfer guy and also recruit true freshman guy. There could be some conflicts. Well, yes. And there also is a chance that Ryan Day is just playing some games because Eli Ricks has been very vocal about how much he loves Kerry Combs. And perhaps... Ryan Day is passing on Eli Ricks because he knows the announcement that he's going to make in a few days is going to piss off Eli Ricks, and he's going to go elsewhere anyway. Right. Because Kerry Combs, Combs probably won't be on the staff. Or at least won't be the defensive coordinator. I don't know. I don't know what they'll end up doing there, but yeah, that I know he made those comments the other day where he said, I'm focused on recruiting, and I'm sure you are, but I obviously am pretty sure Ryan Day is not going to these recruits and saying, oh, you like Kerry Combs? Oh, yeah, my guy. He's great. And then two days later, you're going to fire him? I don't well, I think, think... I think Kerry's out there recruiting now. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're, they have to be acknowledged. I don't care what they acknowledge publicly, but it would bother me, and I hope this isn't the case. I would guess it's not. It would bother me, though, if they were all hunky-dory, pretending like nothing's happening here, and then suddenly they fire Kerry Combs, and even he's not quite expecting it. I don't know how that could be possible, right? I would have to assume there's been some level of conversation over there, and I have no inside info. I'm just spitballing. There'd have to be some level of conversation. They've said, Kerry, listen, we want you to be a part of the recruiting of this team, but you are not going to be the defensive coordinator next year. We don't want that to get out. We're not going to do all that out in the media, but... Just know we are going to be looking for your replacement and we are not promoting from within. And then also telling Matt Barnes, same deal. You're not going to be the defensive coordinator. Now, if you guys want to be a part of the staff, we'll find a way for you to do that. Maybe not on the sidelines every, every no, game. But Alabama does this all the time. Yep. They have, know, they there, have are, there are ways around that. Right. They have all these people that are, you know, consultants and analysts and whatever that are on the side or that are, you know, working behind the scenes and helping with recruiting. That may be a role that is happening, but it is weird that we have not heard that yet, given we're already starting to hear replacement names out there. Well, the, you, you brought that up. There is a name that has surfaced today, and some of the reports say it's all but a done deal. Is that right? All but a done deal? All but a, yeah. Yeah, it's, I all guess but, that's right. It's, it's yeah, everything but, but a, a done deal. All but a done deal. I will tell you about who it is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for. You'll find some delays on I-71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. Traffic is delayed in that area. And 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect is custom packing materials, shipping supplies, and services. Now buy one, get one free on select premium shipping supplies. Plus get 25% off UPS Express shipping services. Supplies offer ends on the 19th. UPS offer ends on January 1st in-store only. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck! 
Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Inside the NFL, coming up at 348, all the news and notes you need. We have rapid fire in the 4 o'clock hour game show at 534. What's the game, Boner? We're doing cold winter trivia in honor of it being just ugh, awful. I woke up, th- I walked outside this morning and just everything fell off of my body. I don't know if it's awful. It's we, awful. we got a lot of awful to no, come. Awful. All right. At 19 degrees is what I saw when I walked outside this morning. I mean, and it, said, it, was, it was cold, but I didn't have that moment where I, I looked down and it said, see you in March. <laughs> I, I will have that. I, I had last night, I was trying to get gas and I like the pump was going at two ounces a minute. Oh. Like nothing was coming out. And I'm just like, what is happening? It's the slowest pump ever. I've got, and I've it's got a bone freezing to pick. last night. I've got a bone to pick. I was at the gas station the other day. I would have arrested this person, put him in jail for life. There's nobody else at the gas station. Okay. All right. This person comes right to my pump and starts using my pump. What do you... Huh? Slows down the flow of gas. Oh, you mean on the other side? On the other side. Yeah, right. Okay. It, flows, it slows down the flow of gas. I was going at a, at a perfectly good speed. Mm-hmm. He starts filling up trickle time. No, that's Dick bad. trickle time. That's so bad. I was so mad at this guy. Every other pump is available to him. I don't even know. Why do people do that? Because they're dumb and they don't understand. That's the same. Why is this moving so slow? Because there's two of us trying to get gas out of this pump. That's the same person who when you're standing at the urinal and there's a free bank of urinals to your right or left. He goes right next to you? Right next to you. He's like, hey, buddy, how's it going? It's like, I was doing great until you showed up. This is all now, now also it's trickle time. Like, that's that's not good. But at least maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe he wants to peek at the goods. <laughs> Again. Right? There's no reason to share a gas not, pump. There's no reason to take a peek at the goods. Well, for him, for him he First maybe he all, thinks there is. Why does no one assume if they just ask, I won't show him? Like, if you're in the men's room and I'm washing my hands like, hey, I just got to see what's going on down there. Do you mind? I'd say, I might say yes. You don't know. Now, is that why I say, you're always tapping your foot in the stall? Now, you want some I, company in there? I want to be clear. If I say no, then that's end of transaction and we all move on with our lives and we forget right. any of that happened. But yeah, you definitely don't sneak a peek. That's not okay. Ryan Day's got to fix the defense. So here's the rumor today. They have agreed to bring in Oklahoma State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. So he would come in. Don't know how that would affect who is currently on the staff. But he would come in to be the defensive coordinator. If you don't know about Jim Knowles, he was Oklahoma State's defensive coordinator this year. He's been there for the last couple seasons. Before that, he was a defensive coordinator at Duke. Before that, he was the head coach at Cornell, where he also played. Yeah, this uh, is this is not like a hot young coordinator. No, and, that, and that's what I wanted to bring up ten and minutes ago. Look, I, I guess this is maybe reverse ageism. Because everybody in football all the time wants to bring in hot young guy and, oh, I'm 26 and I'm reinventing defense. I kind of like the fact that this guy's 56 years old and he's been around the block. Well, if this is who it ends up being as the defensive coordinator, my my initial hesitation was just hearing, uh-oh, Big 12 defensive coordinator, that always is a 
quick red flag for me. But if you have not watched Oklahoma State play defense this year, they are pretty good defensively. Obviously, they had a really good season, and it wasn't because they had like an amazing quarterback or anything. They had a good running game, but they were a they were the opposite of what you typically think of when you think of a Big 12 team. They they played really good defense and they ran the ball well. Honestly, they're a lot like with this Utah team that the Buckeyes are going to face off in the Rose Bowl. That's a similar comparison, at least for me, for Oklahoma State. This is the guy in charge of that defense. Well, they that were was, pretty much the opposite of what they're known to being. Yeah, that's what I mean. They were not this shootout run and gun team that also lets up 56 points every week. I mean, they you might scoff at this, right? They led the Big 12 in scoring defense, total defense, pass defense, rush defense, sacks, opponent first downs, and opponent third downs. You might say, well, that's a Big 12. Who cares? They were also tops in the nation in sacks. Number three in total defense, top 10 in scoring defense, yards per game, top five, I believe. Like, their defense was, by all measurables, really good. So, if that's what you're doing at Oklahoma State, I would think you could do really well at Ohio State with, I have to believe, better talent at Ohio State on the defensive side of the football than what they have at Oklahoma State. You need a different voice in there. And as we said when the season ended... You need somebody from the outside coming in. And sometimes it takes a fresh pair of eyes, right? To, yeah. to look at who's on the field and the way you're doing things and say, wait a minute, this, is, this isn't right. Because sometimes you're so involved in the day-to-day process, you can't identify that. And I think it's smart that Ryan Day is going outside to find that guy. And he's going out and getting an experienced guy. That's nothing against 26-year-old genius guy. Well, yeah, of course not. Just but. inundated in all aspects of the football game now. But it's nice to have a guy who's been around the block who can say, yes, I know how to fix this. I had a similar problem back in 1996 when I was coaching Cornell. Right. Well, you know, the other thing, too, this reminds me of is when the Buckeyes went out and got Larry Johnson, right? Yes. A guy who had a long track record of doing things well at a you know pretty good school. Obviously, the Penn State thing's a little different than coming from Oklahoma State and Duke, but the fact that this guy has been around the block quite a few times and you would think understands well, and, has and, seen and the word a lot. on him too is that Penn State was going to hire him. Yeah, right. If Ohio State doesn't hire him, Penn State, that's their number one guy they're going after because their defensive coordinator, what job did he leave for? Oh, I I don't know why I'm blanking Teddy, on that. Where did he just, go? Wasn't it Virginia Tech? Yes, or was that's it right. Virginia. It was yeah. one of those schools, yeah. Florida was also after this guy too. Well, so here's the point. This is a highly sought-after defensive coordinator who also probably is, let's say it goes really well. I'm, I'm guessing he's not just then packing up in two years to go take a head coaching job. Maybe wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that his school does that at, at his age even. They would still probably look at him. But it might be that he's saying, I want to come be a defensive coordinator for a national championship caliber team, win a few of those, and and do this for 10 years, and then after that, maybe I'm just done. I hope he does win a few of those. You know what I'm saying. I, I know, but he's like, yeah, win a couple national well, championships. My, I'll take it. My point being, why wouldn't he want to go take a bigger job? Why does he want to be a defensive coordinator? Well, maybe that's why. Maybe because he's been a defensive lifer, and his teams have been good, but they've never been in a... Duke was never in a position to win a national championship. Oklahoma State is not in that position, typically. So that that's a thing, maybe, to say, I'm a lifetime defensive guy. I, have, I don't really have head coaching aspirations anymore, but I would like to go win a ring or two. And, and good for him. I hope that happens if he comes here. It would also be refreshing to see Ohio State, this big behemoth of a school, right? We know how much money they spend and how much money they have. 
Go out and actually outbid somebody for an assistant coach. Yeah. Which we have never seen before. Let's ever. Let's make that happen. I hope it does. That's not to say they haven't had good assistant coaches. They have. But normally it's younger guys that you're bringing up on the staff who then leave to go be head coaches. Yeah. I mean, I guess, it, would we consider Kerry Combs being, they didn't really outbid for they him. They outbid for him. They, they took him from high school football. No, no. But remember, he went to the NFL and was with, uh, he was with Rabel out of Tennessee with the Titans. Well, that's I'm saying, right. That's maybe right. they, you know, maybe you want to consider that where they lured him back from the NFL. But other than that, right, you don't typically see them outbidding people for defensive coordinator. Hopefully that, that's what we're looking at here, and hopefully they get this guy. So Jim Knowles is his name. There's been no official announcement, but everybody's pretty hot and heavy that this is going to be the guy. I bet, so. I bet Jim Knowles is walking around right now, and he's maybe at the barbershop. Someone's like, hey, man, what are you doing? What's going to happen with you? And he's like, hey, I got to tell you, committed to OSU. I really love OSU. <laughs> he's just like, OSU is in my blood, baby. I, I I will never leave OSU. And they're like, oh, he's with us. And it's like, is he? Or is he coming to Ohio State? You don't know. Inside the NFL coming up next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slow traffic on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is still building in that area. Please be cautious over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! talking to my annoying friend Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. The dumb is strong with this show. You're listening to Man and Bone. Inside the NFL, coming up in mere moments, your chance to win WWE Raw tickets in the 5 o'clock hour. Be listening to win. Uh, what did I have? So far, $94.4 million has been spent on college football coaches' buyouts in 2021. And that, that does not include assistants. That is just head coaches. 94 Point four million dollars, ninety four point nine million dollars. I believe that's what Memphis is saying they're currently going to spend on their next head coach because everybody now is just like hundred million dollars, baby. Here we go. We're just throwing numbers out there left and right. Good Jim Lord. Knowles, new Ohio State defensive coordinator, will make ninety five million dollars. <laughs> yeah, when hired, if hired. Good Lord, these numbers are. But that's just crazy. A hundred million dollars in buyouts, and that's not even all the private institutions. That's not. Everything that will continue to no, be going and again, on. This is not money to coach. This is money to go away. Yes. $100 million. Just see you later money. All right. 
Inside the NFL, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Bone. Well, man, last night the Bills, we talked a lot about how Patriots got the job done against the Bills, but offensively, the Bills did struggle to score points. Both teams did, but one of them won. So naturally, the questions are going to be to the team that lost. Why didn't you score more points? And that's going to fall to Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dayball, who... You mean future Chicago Bear head coach, Brian Dayball? Yes. What's so funny, let me just read you a passage from uh, Florio's article on this. He said, uh, (laughs) Brian Dayball could leave the Bills to become a head coach eventually. He could also leave the team for other reasons. After being asked a question that was, is he doing a good enough job to set this offense up for success? Sean McDermott, coach of the Bills, said, "Uh, not yes. He said, well, I didn't think, honestly, we took advantage of opportunities tonight. I really didn't. I mean, the ball's at the 40-yard line. You know, we're on. He just kind of went on this little ramble, but didn't actually say, yeah, Brian Dable's not the problem. There's other problems. These guys are not getting the job done, or this isn't happening right. That, yeah, that's, that's not what you want as a vote of confidence. Now, it might be that he also realizes his guy is in the running for head coaching positions, but let me just fair warning to everyone out there. If you hire Brian Dable, it will not work out. I am convinced of it. I do not believe that guy is actually a really good play caller. I think he's had some good fortune with who the Bills have drafted. Anyway, whatever. Last night, they sucked, and they should have, because he was bad. Uh, This is also bad news for the Ravens. Ravens have had a little issue with injuries all season long, meaning like, Almost everyone in their secondary, I want to say, has been banged up at some point. But they have a huge loss here. Marlon Humphrey diagnosed with a season-ending pec muscle tear on Monday. Biggest loss in the season, filled with injuries for the Ravens. 25 years old. Of course, he is a Pro Bowl corner. He is tremendous. uh, But he was trying to make the play that ended up, was trying to stop the winning touchdown. Deontay Johnson scored against the Steelers. Uh, So when Johnson scored that, he was trying to make the tackle, got hurt on that play, went out of the game, and that turned out to be the thing that ended his season. So adding insult to injury, you lose the game, and you lose one of your best defensive players. So that is not great. Some COVID-related issues for a couple of teams. The Chargers have put Keenan Allen on the reserve COVID-19 list. That puts his availability for Sunday's game up in the air. Uh, at this point, it does say that he was a positive test, it appears, but we do not know if he's vaccinated. So if vaccinated, he'll need two negative tests 24 hours apart and be asymptomatic for 48 hours before he can return. If unvaccinated, he'll have to stay away from the team for a minimum of 10 days. So we will know that very quickly, I would guess, right? If we don't see yeah. him, if we hear that he's ruled out very quickly, then we'll know. Uh, same, and this is for the Browns, this is not great news. David Njoku was placed on the COVID-19 list today as well. So he's in doubt for the game against those said Ravens who just suffered the injury. Uh, He is also not known if he's vaccinated or not, but same standards apply there. The difference here is we do not know if he was a positive test or if he was a close contact and thus an unvaccinated close contact. Because if you're vaccinated, then you don't have to sit out being the close contact. So just keeping all that at heart. Meanwhile, Captain COVID, Aaron Rodgers, is talking about his toe. How's the toe? He says it's improving. Good. Says we'll see how it feels later in the week. 
Uh, Matt LeFleur said on Monday that to his knowledge, Rodgers is not planning to have surgery on the fractured toe. Rodgers now has confirmed that and also said that there's nothing revolutionary in the information he got about his foot. He said the biggest key to it is rest. There's nothing else to it. He doesn't have COVID toe. No, he does not have COVID toe. He does have camel toe. (laughs) He has that. He does. He does have that. You're exactly right. Although that I don't think keeps you on the injured list. There's other things at work here. He said he's got to rest the camel toe, so whatever that means. Um, And also, if you're wondering, juvenile. speaking of Aaron Rodgers, the Packers can clinch a playoff spot this weekend. They are among three teams who can do so. The Cardinals and Bucks can also do the same. The uh, easiest scenario for the Cardinals would be for them to actually clinch the, the number one seed in the conference. That would be if they beat the Rams next Monday night. Oddly enough, that won't make them NFC West champs just yet, but it would give them a sweep of the Rams and a commanding lead in the division with four weeks to play. But, yeah, they would be able to guarantee themselves a playoff spot. They could also get in if a Vikings loss or tie occurs along with a 49ers loss. They could get in if the Vikings lose or tie and the Saints lose or tie and the Panthers lose or tie. Or Arizona can get in if the 49ers lose and the Saints lose or tie. And the Falcons and Panthers My both brain tie. hurts. Stop Whatever. this. The point is, Arizona's probably going to lock up a playoff spot this weekend. Packers can clinch the NFC North with a win and a Vikings loss or tie. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Washington football team quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick will have season-ending hip surgery. Yep. He played less than a half of football this season. He was injured in the second quarter of week one. And so he's dead. He made $10 million this year. Let him live. Taylor Heineke is there. And Washington, by the way, 6-6. Six and six. And that, put, that, that makes you very alive in the NFC when it comes to playoff position. Oh, yeah, it does. No, that's... Uh, I, I, am, I wonder how many more years we will have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, he's 39. Yeah, I'm saying it's not... I'm not saying that he's a bad quarterback as far as a guy for a middling to bad team who's just looking to get by for the year. He'll probably keep getting looks in that regard, but... Miss another year like this, not his fault, right, to have injuries, but miss another year, and eventually I think teams will say, yeah, we just we can't rely on him. That's not a good enough option. No, what we have now, when, when Ryan Fitzpatrick retires, we have young Ryan Fitzpatrick in Garner Minshew. That's right. Because now every time he does anything, it's like, oh, is he the guy? Minshew mania. Did you see? He beat the Jets. Calm down. Did you see him and his dad? They were having a moment together after the game where – like, him and his dad have a weird way of communicating, and let them live to each their own, but Gardner Minshew went from, like, punching his dad to hugging him to punching him and then hugging him again and then punching him again and then hugging him again, and there was uh, there was other punches coming back the other way, but it was all loving punches. All right. It was a, like, uh, yeah, you did that, and it's like, I did do that. You raised me, and it's like, I love you, and I love you too. It's just like a weird boxing match of affection, and I... I'm here for it. It's good. Uh, another big time college football coach could be back on the market. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slow traffic on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is delayed in that area. More slowdowns on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. And delays expected on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. Traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. 
I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. I don't forget... Go to wherever you get your audio. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. It would mean the world to us if you click subscribe. Every single show will come right to your device free of charge every day. Unless there's a technical problem, that is not my fault. It is Ted's fault. That's somebody's fault. It's Ted's we fault. We do know it's somebody's. It's, it, it's always somebody's fault. It could be my fault, but it could just be... To technical error, too. Well, for example, I think it was on Friday, I saw that our podcast did not drop on my phone. Yeah, so he texts me, so and he's I, all screaming and yelling no, at I me. Did not like, do that. Do I, it today? I, I simply asked, did the podcast show up on your phone? Mm-hmm. And you said yes. And I said, well, it must be a problem on my end. I reset my phone, and then the podcast was magically there. Looky there. So I apologize for the genitalia and I, and pictures and here's the what I know. swearing. <laughs> here's what I know, though. If you call up Panama Ted and they're like, hey, man, you screwed up. And Ted's like, oh, did I? Or did you screw up, MFR? <laughs> like, you will never live down the smarminess from Ted. You will get like, oh, really, huh? Is that right, F-Face? I was wrong. Like, he will Restart you your out. phone, man. Yeah, Ted is not going to let you forget that. See, that's why, you know, I have a bad reputation. Because people think I'm the meanest person on this show. I am not. Ted is the meanest person on this show. <laughs> no. It's not Ted, true. Ted will, he, he will come in here and let us know when we He's more up. casual and with and his I, meanness. By the way, I appreciate that, Ted, because there would be a lot of people who would just talk behind our backs and be like, these two yeah, idiots. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's why about. Ted's here. Ted will come in and just be like, hey, idiot, you said this last I segment. I like to surround dumbass. myself with a-holes. <laughs> that's right. Well, you've and done you're, a good and job. you're one, too. I know I am. You know, you're just, that's what I say to my wife all the time. You're such an a-hole. Yeah, but you married me. So what's that make you? That's right. I mean, I am what I am. You chose to be with this. When I got work married to you, I had to look myself in the mirror and said, well, you know what you are now. Mm-hmm. You're an a-hole. And I, was, and I proved myself right every day. That's right. Uh, before we get to another big-time college coach could be back on the market, uh, I saw this today. This is, uh, this is science. This is not me freestyling here. Mm. I saw that uh, Viagra could help prevent Alzheimer's. Really? So I guess what, what, what smart people do, is, you know, it takes a lot of money to develop drugs and therapies for things. So what they do on a regular basis, they look and see, hey, is there a drug that's available now that's treating something else that could also be useful in treating some other random thing? Sure. Right? So... They run computer simulations. They go and get real-world data from people who have been on this medication for a while. And they found out that if you've been on Viagra for six years, 
you have an almost 70% less chance to develop Alzheimer's. Wow. Yeah. So they don't, do they know why that is? Like what it is? In I the- guess it's, there's proteins in the Viagra drug that stimulate your brain. Oh, they stimulate. All right. They're doing a lot of that. A lot and of stimulation. That helps with the prevention of Alzheimer's symptoms, which I, I found very interesting. So now you get, I think you get free reign to walk around fully erect in bicycle shorts. For some reason, you have to be wearing bicycle be, shorts. You have to. That's, and when somebody says, man, that's quite an erection you have there, you're like, yep, and I'm sharp. My <laughs> mind is working. <laughs> like, this is nothing. Let me tell you, I will never forget this interaction we're having right now where you are looking at me like I'm crazy. I will remember that. You know why? Because of the Viagra. Mm-hmm. I will not get Alzheimer's. This head helps this head. See what I did put there? That, put that on a t-shirt. Now, I'm pointing on the radio. You can't see that. You can't see it. Now, did I? there's a lot of things like that, though, in medicine where there are unintended consequences, good or bad, right? My like horse dewormer. Sure. Is that? <laughs> yeah, there is. Exactly right. Um, no, my doctor was telling me about, you know, like good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, right? They have found, apparently, in alcoholics... And this is sad, right? Because alcoholics obviously drink a lot of alcohol. Uh, That's not good. No one says that's good. He's not saying that's good. But my doctor did say one thing they have found is that alcohol tends to help you raise your level of good Mm, cholesterol. Very interesting. So they've said they believe they think with other. That's not the only study they did. They did other studies, too. And they say that. Part of why they recommend a few alcoholic beverages every week, you know, just as part of general health, have a glass of wine, something like that. They say that that actually seems to help elevate your good cholesterol just slightly. And then he said they find that when people come in alcoholics and they check their cholesterol, they almost always have high, good, like the right level of good cholesterol. And then he said... Unfortunately, their livers are about to just cave in, but that's so well, again, give and take. The right? point is, don't, I think tonight you should go home with a chubby and drunk. Chubby time. <laughs> Tell your the wife, point is I'm not, getting healthy. The point is not to grab a six pack, but he apparently was saying, yeah, if you were to have like one beer every now and then as part of like eating some fish and eating some almonds and all that guacamole, you know, eating some mm-hmm. avocado, like. That's part of the things that could help slightly, in a good way, raise your good cholesterol. I had no idea. So, so anyway. Yeah, that's right. I'm drinking some light beer for health reasons. That's what I'm doing. Get an erection for your health. Mm-hmm. Common man here for Columbus Men's Clinic. That was a freebie. That was free. <laughs> All right. Could a big-time college football coach be back on the market? I say college football coach because that's what he was before he went to the Carolina Panthers and seemingly crapped all over himself. Matt Rule, Mm. he's already fired his offensive coordinator. Uh, He was brought in, and he was given a ton of money, remember, by the Panthers. He is on a big contract. He was given complete control of that entire organization. There's no personnel move that's made without his approval. And the rumor is he's the next to get canned. He's going to get fired. Yeah, that's a that's a fairly interesting situation down there in Carolina because if you think the problem is with your offense and you fired your offensive coordinator, does that 
Why? Like, I, I guess you don't fire him yet because you're just waiting for the end of the season to do it, so you can make the point. Did there, you see but, his quote on the offensive coordinator, whose name I think was Joe Brady? Yes, was the offensive was coordinator. But they fired him on a Sunday, which in the NFL is very odd. You don't normally see stuff like that on a Sunday. Now they're on a bye week, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of personnel changes going on when other games are being played. Sure, sort of a no-no. So Matt Rule was asked. Why was Joe Brady fired on a Sunday? And the response was, because I couldn't get a hold of him yesterday. <laughs> wow. That was the response. Wow. He was going to fire him on Saturday, and I guess Joe Brady didn't return his calls so or Brady texts. was like, guess what? Cheat code. Can't fire me. You can't fire you can't me if you can't me. talk to me. <laughs> Boy, wasn't, wasn't he the one who was the offensive coordinator for LSU when Burrow was there? Boy, Joe. I, no, I think you're right. Joe yes. Burrow got some dudes paid, man. Joe Burke, because that may think about what we're talking about now with with Zach Taylor looking like an idiot. But but they have a really good record for what the Bengals are supposed to be. They're playing really well. Is that because just Zach Taylor's his great coach? No, it's because you have a great quarterback and your defense has played better than we thought and all these other things. But yeah, man, Joe Brady, I know has a resume and is a decent offensive coordinator, but it did not work in the NFL, and it may not work for Matt Rule. Well, Matt Rule's not getting another NFL job, right? So if he wants to coach again, he's going to have to go back to college, assuming that he is fired. It's too late for him to get a job now. But do you think next year, this time, he's in play for fairly big jobs, or do you think he has to go and sort of you know, go coach a lesser program and try and work his way up if he wants to keep coaching? That's an interesting question because in college, it wasn't like he was really in doubt as to his ability to coach, right? I mean, he was the Big 12 coach of the year at Baylor, I want to say, yeah, right you're before right. he took the job with Carolina, which by the way, can we pause for a second and talk about Baylor? That now, Again, Baylor, horrible, right? What happened with Art Bryles and all that stuff. They were, though, a very good team under Art Bryles. For, for bad reasons, but they were still a very good team. Then they went out and maybe there was an interim guy for a year. And then they went and got Matt Rule from Temple. Matt Rule ended up becoming the coach of the year in the conference and then taking an NFL job. And then who have they hired since? They've hired Dave Aranda, who's got them playing great again. Yeah. Like, how it, you're in Texas. How do the Texas Longhorn fans not look at Baylor and say, my God, since what, 2005, they 2008? Do. They have to look at Baylor yes, and say, they're Superman. Baylor's destroying us in the coaching game. Look at how well they've done with their coaching search. Again, Art Bryles terrible. I can't say it enough, but they were very good during his tenure. And then after that scandal, went right back to being good. Texas has had no scandal to speak of. They, they've... The worst they've had is is uh, pole pole assassin and pole, her husband made her monkey. Right. Pole. That's the biggest scandal they've had, and they can't find a head coach to save their well, life. Right, the scandal is that they're terrible. That's right, the scandal. That's their but scandal. Actually, but, you know what? This could work out well for Matt Rule because another year of Sark. If he doesn't do the job in Texas, do. then Matt Rule comes in. Matt Rule would be best served to get a couple nice suits, get himself a haircut and a shave, and. Go on some TV sets and talk about some football for about eight months and just wait till next year when seven more jobs are going to explode and they're going to come to you with $120 million and give you the keys to the state and possibly rename the state of Texas Matt Rule.
Like, you now live in Matt Rule. That's where this is. They would just name... The, that's where we're headed in college football. Why would you want to stay in the NFL with, like, we might have to fire you. We don't know if we like you here. Christian McCaffrey keeps exploding every year. He can't stay healthy. All right, I'll just go get a giant job next year and make more money than God. The Patriots stuck it to Peyton Manning. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build in this area. You'll find some backups coming from 17th Avenue and more slowdowns expected on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Smart Mouth, the only 24-hour mouthwash with twice daily use. Date night, you check your texts, your hair, your smile, but wait, did you check your breath? Get Smart Mouth, the only mouthwash that provides 24 hours of fresh breath with just two rinses a day. Find Smart Mouth in the mouthwash aisle at Dollar General or get 20% off at smartmouth.com slash radio. On the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. As I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The Big Ten TV Toy Drive is here, and it supports the Salvation Army's Christmas cheer program. Not every family can provide gifts for their little ones, but you can do something about that. Stop by the fan in 10 TV studios Thursday between 7 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. and greet 10 TV anchors and fan personalities while you drop off your toys. For more information, visit 971thefan.com. A Manning cast last night during Monday Night Football. Peyton Manning said that he was shut down by the Patriots trying to talk to Mac Jones. Here's what Peyton Manning said. I tried to talk with Matt Jones. He was very respectful. He said, Peyton, I want to do it, but can you call our PR director, Stacy, because he kind of has to oversee all things. I said, no problem. I called Stacy. He was very professional. I said, Stacy, I'm talking to Coach Belichick. Can I talk to Mac Jones? Apparently got got a no. He says, I appreciate how they're handling Mac Jones. They're trying to protect him. Give him as few off-the-field distractions as possible. Let him concentrate on playing football. So, yes, I did get denied. It was the first quarterback I haven't talked to, but I appreciate it. Well, you know what that says to me? That's a testament to uh, how well-coached New England is. Because let me tell you right now, that ain't about Mac Jones is afraid of the media guy for the Patriots and that's not about Mac Jones doesn't want to sit down and talk with Peyton Manning and just blew this off that is about everyone in that organization saying uh, Bill Belichick does not want Mac Jones talking to the media right now any more than he has to that's a I guarantee you that's a Belichick directive right oh and there's nothing that goes on in that organization that's not a Bill Belichick directive okay nothing so I again I can't see any reason why Mac Jones wouldn't want to do that. Like, I, I know how you could read that, that he said, oh, hey, man, I'd love to, but you got to talk to this guy. That that might be a sign that maybe a different player would want to blow that off. 
I'm just saying he's a rookie, and Peyton Manning is calling him saying, dude, you're having a great year. Can I talk to you quarterback to quarterback? I'm sure it's a big honor. But Bill Belichick does not want that happening, and everyone in that organization knows it, including Mac Jones, and they respect that, and they're not willing to cross Bill Belichick on that. I put this on uh, on Twitter last night. I was watching the Monday Night Football pregame show, and it just got to be too much, right, to turn the damn TV off. Can we stop talking about Mac Jones like he was a fifth-round pick? <laughs> yeah, look, I understand there were quarterbacks that were drafted in front of him, but this 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 notion now that, oh, nobody believed in Mac Jones. He was the underdog, and now look at him. He was the 15th pick in the draft. What are we doing here? Yeah, if you want to point out that there were a bunch of quarterbacks taken ahead of him, that's fair to say that all these teams did pass on him when they had a chance to make him you know, the number one overall pick you could have, theoretically. But... That wasn't happening. Everyone knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be that guy. And then all the draft stuff got caught up on who can do this and that. Could it be, Mike? And again, this is just a wild thing to throw out there. Could it be that young quarterbacks in good organizations that have a pretty good structure around the player and know how to handle that? Could it be that maybe good quarterbacks do better in those situations? Would Justin Fields... Be as yeah, bad that's what off I was going to say. Let's, right stop, now. let's stop pretending like we know what everybody else in this draft is going to be. Because well, we don't. I'm saying, what if the Patriots had taken Justin Fields instead? I, like, let's say Mac Jones had gone to the Jets or something. Would Mac Jones be as good as he is right now? No. I don't think so. No. And do you think Justin Fields would have the struggles that he's having right now? I also don't think and look, so. look, man, Mac Jones can't control that. Mac Jones is in his situation now. So he's got to adapt, and he's done a hell of a job. But you're right. If you put Mac Jones on the Jets, what is he? He's probably still going to be a better quarterback, right, overall than than most of the guys in this class. But the point here is that bad teams are the ones drafting these guys. So the Patriots had a abnormally low year for them, and then they were able to still get a quarterback who has a lot of the you know measurables that they like and does a lot of the things they wanted him to do. I, I am not convinced that the only reason you succeed in the NFL is because of your desire, want to. That's part of it. But some guys who really, really want to be good and really put in the work and do all the stuff that the successful guys do, they put in the work and end up on bad teams, especially at quarterback, where you are not as much in control. Yes, you're in control of the offense, but you got to learn how to play in the NFL. And if you've got an idiot teaching you how to play in the NFL... That's a lot different than having some of the best coaches that you can find. And the Patriots have those guys. Nobody believed in him. Oh, now yeah. look at him. He's the new Tim Tebow. And it's, yes, nobody believed in him. And it's because they didn't understand his religious beliefs, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I like saw that, that the other day. That heathen Trevor uh, Lawrence, who's probably listening to Hillsong right now. Right. This <laughs> The argument was, if you missed this, that... The athletic quarterback like Justin Fields was taken over Mac Jones because the NFL doesn't want the religious guy to be in the locker Justin room. Justin Fields, who wears a crucifix while he plays, by and, the way. And if you've ever read any interview with Justin Fields, all the time talks about his faith, talks about his beliefs, and let him live. Good for him. Nothing wrong with that. But you're right. Trevor Lawrence, known for his faith, very outspoken about his faith, uh, Justin Fields, known for and very outspoken about his faith. Mac Jones, apparently also very outspoken about his faith. Let all those guys live. There was no coordinated effort in the NFL to say, you know what we got to do? Get Christianity out of the NFL. Have you watched the NFL? Well, not to those internal memos I'm reading. 
That's all, all right, they yeah. want to do. Yeah. By the way, only one of those guys is a DUI. Yeah, I'll let you true. figure out which one it is. Yeah, one of those three guys we just mentioned. You're right. Uh, now now it comes off like I hate Mac Jones. I don't, don't hate Mac no, Jones. I hate this conversation. It's a stupid narrative. Yes, it is. Uh, Joe Buck was on the Manning cast last night. He did some impromptu play-by-play of what he was watching. Here's Joe Buck. Uh, Josh Allen throwing out to his left, throws it out of bounds. Now second down at 10. What a game we've had here on a windy, cold night in Buffalo, New York. Uh, what a great scene for a game. There's our friend Bill Belichick looking happy on the sideline. Second down and 10 with three minutes and 45 seconds to go. Uh, a shot up in the booth, and now here we go. Buffalo needs something to happen. And let's see if uh, Josh Allen can get the ball down the field at all. My daughter, Trudy, is hoping if I could circle Cole Beasley that he gets a catch for her fantasy football team. Instead, the handoff is to whoever the hell that is running over the left side, and it's going to be a first down for Buffalo Whoever the hell that is. Hey, you know what? Good for him. Stop pretending that you know every guy on this team. You don't, and you don't have to. This is this is what I say. Look, we uh, we get a chance to work with the big daddy, Paul Keels, voice mm-hmm. of the Buckeyes. He is preparing for Towson. Yes. All right, Buckeye basketball playing Towson this week. I ask Paul, this is how it usually works. I ask Paul about whatever team Buckeyes are playing. And he says something like, hell if I know, I don't know, I don't know. But then he goes and he does his play-by-play research, which he's been doing for the last 48 hours. Yeah. And then he'll tell you everybody on Towson. He'll tell you where they went to high school, what they did in their last game. He becomes an encyclopedia on Towson. But it's not like he knows these things. He has to research it because he's calling that game. Joe Buck is a fan of football. But if you just go up to him on the street and say, Who's the primary ball carrier for the Buffalo Bills? He won't be able to tell you. No, I mean, not on a given day. Might, he could, he could last he night. Might. Right. The, the point being that guys like Joe Buck do a very good job. Paul Keels does this. All the great play-by-play guys, they do the work, man. The amount that's, of that's preparation that goes into that is immense. And and to expect everybody in that seat to then walk out of there and go, now I've downloaded all that information. It is core to my being. And if you ask me seven years from now who played in this game, I'm not going to be able to read you back the starting lineup. I don't remember a thing or a guy or a play. I don't remember certain aspects of it, but there's no way these guys can all remember all the players no, they've ever called a focused, game for. No. He's focused on his craft. And that's why, you know, the color guys piss me off more than the play-by-play guys because the color guys come in and they want to tell you, the local fan, how it is. You brought up Jay Billis the other day. Yeah. When he was doing the Duke game. And he was, he was like, focused on Justin Arns for some reason. And I'll tell you why. Because the only tape he watched leading up to this game was the game where Justin Arns went off for 6-3. That's right. And so he's thinking, oh, there's a big key to the offense. Justin Arns, why, you got to run some ISO plays for him. Like, no, you don't. No, it it would be nice if Justin Arns hit six threes every night. But if you think that's how the Buckeyes are just winning basketball games, no, they win when he hits a couple threes, other guys are hitting threes, and then the offense is moving and everyone's touching the basketball. That's how they win, not with ISO plays. But Billis doesn't know that. He watched one tape, then he goes in, calls the game, tells you how it is. And by the way, that's fine. Because he's... Now, don't tell me what I 
know when I clearly know it probably better than you as a fan. But if then tomorrow Billis is going to go call two other teams that you or I have maybe watched once, he's going to know a lot more about that team than the average person. He's not going to know more than those teams' fans. Right. Rapid fire coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of I-70 eastbound or 4 Livingston Avenue. Traffic is slow from Alder Creek Drive in this area. You'll also find that earlier disabled vehicle is cleared from 71 southbound at 11th Avenue, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. There is one positive thing to the Major League Baseball work stoppage. And that is... MLB Network is not doing any more studio shows, and they're just running old games all the time. Yeah, that's not And I, I enjoy watching it. We have World Series from 2001 on here, Diamondbacks and Yankees. And this could be the most memorable World Series that your team didn't play in. Oh, Because sure. I, I think everybody was watching the World Series back in 2001 because of what just went on in the country. Yeah, and New York being a part of it. Yes. And then it turned out that the Diamondbacks had their brilliant run. And while that was obviously, I'm sure there were a lot of people that were rooting for the Yankees at that time. It was cool to watch an underdog team. Like, not that that Diamondbacks team sucked. They were great. No, they were chilling and Randy Johnson. Yes, and yes. The, yes, of course. I'm saying they were a great team, but their organization compared to the Yankees. At that time as well, the Yankees were at the height of their the powers. The Yan- Yankees were in their dynasty mode. You know, you had all the, you know, September 11th stuff in New York City. You also had the background of, is there going to be a terrorist attack at the World Series? Oh, sure. Everybody right? was on high alert. The, the president was there throwing out the first pitch in a bulletproof vest. I mean, mm-hmm. there was, and yeah. not to mention, this series went seven games and was yes. dramatic as hell. It was an epic game. You're right. And that that was that was just a yeah, a really good World Series. And also on the call for this game twenty years ago, Joe Buck. Yeah, like, well he's been doing it for a long time. My point is I think sometimes with the Joe Buck discussion, people may not like some of his calls or whatever, and that's fine. But the guy has been doing this at that level, calling a World Series for more than half my life. And I'm old. So I'm just saying that that's fairly amazing how how quickly he got up there. I know his dad obviously had something to do with that. He was around a legendary announcer his whole life, but still to be able to have the talent and the chops to pull it off. There's been other guys who are in the business too because of their dad being in are it. Are you kidding? This business is full of nepotism. Right. But he's the one who ended up getting all these big 
gigs where he's calling all these games. I think it's important to remember, too, like you and I have had the conversation because, you know, broadcasting really forms you as a young sports fan. And you and I had Madden and Summerall. Yep. That was sort of our generation. But for a lot of people, a lot of people who work here, we have guys who work here in their early 20s. All they know is Joe Buck in big moments. Yep. That's, that's all right. they know. They have no frame of well, reference for Pat Summerall and John Madden. They have Joe Buck and they have Jim Nance. For for a good amount of between, you know, March Madness, Masters, and right, obviously right. the NFL and World Series. That covers quite a few bases. Rapid fire. Rapid, rapid fire. All right, Teddy. Rapid fire number one. If the Buckeyes had beaten Oregon this year, do you think they would have made the playoffs? Yes. I think if the only loss on their resume was to Michigan, who, you know, has proven that they're good, right? And they're there and they're a playoff team. I don't know why you wouldn't look at the Buckeyes like you would look at Georgia. No Bearcats then. Here's a question, though. Because I agree. I tend to think you're right. Ohio State gets in. But that was a pretty thorough beating. Like, Ohio, we all admit that was Michigan just flat out better on the day. Maybe not better every day. But then they went out and put it on Iowa, too. It wasn't like they went out and played a close game against Iowa. Maybe it would have been looked at as like, you know, nobody's really in the Big Ten in Michigan's well, league. fair enough. And maybe they just fair say, enough. let's give the undefeated team a look. I think it's a little closer than you. But I think, yeah, ultimately the Buckeyes probably could have still got in. Rapid fire number two. What record will the Big Ten end up with in their nine bowl games? I went through and I, uh, I picked my winners. I have, here are the winners. I'll just do winners. I have Maryland beating Virginia Tech. I have Michigan State beating Pitt. Pitt? I have Wisconsin beating Arizona State. I have Meat Chicken beating Georgia. I don't want to see it. But That's what I have. It, I have it, too. I have Penn State beating Arkansas, and I have the Buckeyes beating Utah. So that's five and four. See, I have five and four as well, but I don't have Penn State winning. I do have, uh, let's see, I have Purdue losing to Tennessee. I have Virginia Tech beating Maryland. I had uh, Minnesota beating West Virginia, but otherwise similar. All right, rapid fire number three. The Browns' current win total is at 8.5, and, and the Bengals is at 9.5. Which team is most likely to hit the over? Um, Bengals, I guess. Well, here's the thing. They are three away, both of them, three wins away from hitting the over. And I looked at their schedules, and I think there's a solid case of the last five games, each of them to win two going into the final weekend, splitting, going 500. The final weekend is Bengals versus Browns. Yeah. So it's whoever you think is going to win that game. And right now, I'd have to say the Bengals probably are the team I would think that looks better. So I'll say the Bengals have a better chance of doing that. Rapid fire number four. Who do you think is going to end up with that number one seed in the AFC now? I guess I'll say the Patriots just because I was looking at their schedule and, you know, I was looking at the Chiefs' schedule and uh, looking at the Titans who, you know, they're banged up. Who the I hell knows? I don't believe in the Titans, right? I, I, I don't either. I think it's but between the Chiefs and, and the Patriots. If, if we're looking schedule for schedule, I think the Chiefs' schedule is a little bit tougher than the Patriots' schedule. So that's my pick. And the I, Patriots I have agree. a game in hand. Yeah, and I'm going to go with the Patriots, too. Rapid fire number five. Canada, they had to unlock an emergency maple syrup reserve due to an increased demand and a shorter harvest. If you had an emergency food reserve for yourself, what item are you stocking up on? Are we doing like one little individual item or can I say pizza? Or is that too broad? No, that's good. Yeah, pizza's oh, fine. Because yeah. you know my thoughts on pizza. I would eat pizza for every single meal. But and you there know, are, there have been weeks where I have. Is pizza a stock up item? You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't really keep pizza on hand. I mean, it's... You'd either have to oh, make it. Have you ever heard it. of frozen pizza? 
All right, fair enough. Or you so could frozen pizza you would be stock up on the ingredients the that ingredients make a pizza to make it. Okay. if you want to, if that's I'll possible. You, I actually have a strategic reserve, and we are still letting out little bits and pieces of it, of Baja Blast in cans. Because I love Baja Blast so much. When it was out in cans over the summer, there's like three weeks a year. Oh, it's, where they, it's not out in cans now? No. They I do had it no for idea. Like, they do it for like three weeks a year. I and I go, know. I grab as many 12 packs as I can, and I have been slowly working my way through. My goal is to get through the new year with Baja Blast still in the house. And then after that, I guess I'll just have to go back to Taco Bell and get it through the drive-thru like a normal person. You could only keep two of these on your pizza for okay. the rest. This is a bonus rapid fire that I'm I'm producing. All right. All right, good. Teddy can answer this too. You can only keep two of these on your pizza. Cheese, topping, or sauce. Which one are you getting rid of? Oh, I'm, I'm getting topping. rid of topping. Topping, I mean, so you I just have a cheese, cheese pizza every single yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that. That's fine. I agree with that. Have you, uh, now, see, <laughs> my mom sometimes has some stomach issues, and so not always a fan of eating cheese. So we have had pizza before where she will get like half the pizza with a couple toppings, but no cheese. Hmm. And I've had that, and it's okay. Like, if that was taken away, it's not the worst thing I've ever had. But it's not preferable to a just cheese pizza. I'd rather have cheese and sauce and it de- crust. It depends if you grew up with stuff like that. Like, I know in Pennsylvania, you know, they, they grew up with, they, I'm not saying everybody did, tomato pie. Oh, right? yeah, you right. Go, you go to the bakery and you get yourself a tomato pie. They may have a sprinkling of, like, Romano cheese on there, but that's yeah. just dough and sauce. That's all it is. Yeah. And I've had it, and it's delicious. Yeah, now, it's, I don't know if weird. I want to have it every single day. Have you seen? I'm sure you have because you're Mr. Pizza. The uh, the Jersey style where they like Jersey Shore. You go out that way. They'll do this where they make a like dough and cheese, and then they put the tomato sauce in like a spiral on the top over the cheese. Yes, yes. And that they also call like a I forget if they call it just tomato pie or something like that. But it's a different thing than what you're talking about. But that is also that's good. It's just out of order, but it's still good. Nebraska fans are the drunkest. Not on this show. That belongs to Leanna. Well, or me, given the day. Depends. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of Route 315 northbound at 270. Traffic is stop and go in that area and still continues to build. Plan on some heavy backups. You'll also find that disabled vehicle has cleared from 71 southbound at 11th Avenue. The traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples Connect is custom packing materials, shipping supplies, and services. Now buy one, get one free, and select premium ships and supplies. Plus get 20% off UPS Express shipping services. Supply offer ends on the 19th. UPS offer ends on January 1st. In-store only. Driven to drink every day. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. As I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. It's 
Game Show Tuesday. What's coming up in the game today? Uh, today we are doing winter slash cold weather trivia because I am freezing. I don't like the cold. Uh, just days after receiving a $750 million cash infusion, a tech startup that Forbes branded in October as a unicorn valued at $7 billion. Wait, what was the cash amount they got? And then what are they worth again? They just got some private equity money coming in $750 million. That's a lot of money. Cash infusion. That's cash cash just right to they you. are They are valued at $7 billion. Okay. They are about... I'm sorry, they did go public earlier this year. Okay. Okay. And uh, I guess their CEO had a Zoom call where he invited 900 employees on the Zoom call. Yes. And fired all of them. Mm, I, You know what? I didn't know that was the company we were talking about. I did see that Zoom call. It's out there. Someone posted it. Have you okay. watched no, it? No, I've not watched it. I'm just reading this article. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, I assume it would be well, brutal. Well, brutal, number one, because you're firing 900 people, right? But brutal also because this guy gets on there and he's just hemming and hawing like, ah, boy, this is not the call I wanted to make, you know, and uh, it's a really tough decision for me and... Uh, you don't know how much stress I'm under here, and uh, I got to do what's best for the company, but I really don't. And it's just like, dude, can you just say what you're doing here? Because that's the worst way to give bad news is not to just be upfront and direct no, and say, here's I, what's happening. I get it, but this is, you can say, well, it's part of life, it's part of business, but I just told you this company's valued at $7 billion. They just got $750 million in new money just come right in the door. Yeah. So and a couple weeks before Christmas, they decide to fire fifteen percent of their staff. Yeah, the timing's horrible. This company literally, you, the people who helped you build this company, you are now firing. Right. That's On not some to say. Level. That's not to say no one deserves to be fired or you can't have any turnover. But fifteen percent of your staff, a couple weeks before Christmas, when you got all this new money just walking in the door, that's ridiculous to me. It is. It is completely ridiculous. I agree with you. All right, I saw this on VegasInsider.com. I'm a frequent reader. Mm. Or Teddy printed it out and gave no, it to me. No, you're a frequent reader. Don't lie. Vegas Insider says, we wanted to find out which college fan base has the booziest fans. So we surveyed more than 2,000 NCAA Division One football fans that are 21 and older to ask them all about their game day drinking habits. According to respondents, fans of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln take the top spot for the booziest fan base. Mm. Husker fans drink an average of 4.5 drinks per game and are spending an average of about $26 on alcoholic beverages. Close behind the Huskers are the Gophers, whose fan base drinks an average of four beverages per game. Gopher fans spend an average of about $27 on booze. Third on the list... University of Wisconsin-Madison. It's almost like cold right. Big Ten teams. <laughs> Their fans tend to drink a little bit more to stay warm. Yeah, almost as if uh, if you had something going on at the game that was a little bit more interesting on the field, perhaps, then maybe you wouldn't see as much drinking going on. But coupled with... A few of those teams, all those teams have had not exactly the year they wanted this year and coupled with the fact that those are all very cold weather places and also like Wisconsin's just always been known for that anyway. Like this is not a shock that those are the schools that made it in. I was looking at the top 25 though and I was disappointed to see that Ohio State is nowhere in the top 25. Other Big Ten schools are there. Michigan is there. 
Ohio State is not there. And there's only one conclusion that I can come to is that Ohio State fans were too drunk to answer the question. <laughs> All right, because look, I've been to a lot of Ohio State football games and maybe they're just counting beverages you purchase in the stadium. That could be it. But I, I have seen on more than one occasion at tailgate parties before the game, people piss themselves. Well, yeah, yeah of course. But I, I will say, though, as much as I do know plenty of Buckeye fans who like to get after it and have a, a good tailgate, you think the people at Wisconsin are not doing that? I don't know. I, I know they're, they they're are. They're doing all that, too, and going in and buying I, a bunch I know of stuff. that Madison people like to booze it up. I'm just saying, I think Ohio State is underrepresented in this survey. That's Wis- all I'm saying. Wisconsin people in general, man, they're just... Well, we've done those stories. The culture of drinking there is just on another city, level. What was it, like the 20 drunkest cities and towns in America and 15 of them? <laughs> We're in Wisconsin. Right. I don't mean to make light of that no, because no, it's not. there are obvious problems that come with that. Alcoholism, DUIs, stuff like that. But they I, love to drink in that I state. I think the point being, well, you have, I mean, in in, in Wisconsin, right? I want to say, I know it's a thing in Milwaukee. I think it's statewide. Isn't there a thing where there's like this game they play with little either wood chips or something where yes. you could... Like you, you, there's a, there's some kind of game that is called out with numbers and everything else. And if you get a certain number of chips, you can turn them in and get a beer. And so like, there's, there's games at the bar to encourage you to continue drinking. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on. Here it is. Uh, of the 20 drunkest cities in America, Wisconsin has 12 of them. That's a lot. Y- yeah. Yeah. That's for that type of thing. That's an, that's pretty incredible. That's a lot. By the way, I'm uh, I'm putting pizza recommendations from across the country on my Twitter. I have a new one coming out tonight at six thirty scheduled. Mm. Wow! You can follow me at Common Man Radio. Uh, this one this one tonight is going to be in Maine. If you happen to be going to Maine for the holidays, I have a pizza place for Let you. Let me just go ahead and ask real quick. How many of these national pizza recommendations? Uh, are in SEC country. Zero. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm go down there. You have not been there. I don't go, I don't go down there. <laughs> I know. I was just pointing out for those of you who are like, oh, good, I'm going to Missouri, or uh, Missouri, Mississippi, no, or Alabama. I, I figure people are traveling for the holidays, and they always ask me, hey, you know, I, I have your Ohio list, but what about a national list? Well, I'm giving you some places. There is going to be a place that I give you in Milwaukee. Oh, all right. So if you want to go and, and you know what? It's right up your alley. Why, why is that? Super thin, oh, crispy, the, cut into squares. Thin. Tavern style. Tavern style pizza. I didn't know. I, I would always call it Ohio style, but I it's guess not tavern, Ohio style. Tavern cut, right. Right. It's, uh, we, that's what I grew up eating in Chicago. That's one of the great myths. I mean, deep dish pizza existed. We had it a couple times a year. Sure. I like it. It's delicious. But on Friday pizza night, we had tavern style pizza. Thin I'm guessing pizza cut into squares. If you grew up in New York City, you didn't exclusively eat New York style cheesecake for dessert. No, you probably they, ate other things as well. Well, and in New York City too, they don't just have that as the exclusive pizza. They had bar pies there. And those oh, sure, yeah. those were thin and crispy, not all the time cut into squares, sometimes triangles, but very similar to what we have. Yeah. I hey man, I can listen to pizza talk all day long. Well, I'm good with I'm that. your man. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to quit this show and just do a pizza show. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I'll You're join v- you. 
I'll just be along for the ride to get all the like straight pizza that comes my way. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of Route 315 northbound at 270. Traffic is stop and go from Route 161 in this area. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown as things continue to build. And please use caution here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Daydreaming about the cheesy gordita crunch cravings box? The box that has a cheesy gordita crunch, beefy 5 liter burrito, chips, and nacho cheese sauce and a medium drink. Stop daydreaming and get to Taco Bell to pick one up today. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Dare, dare to be dumb. The team that is better on paper will win at least 50% of the time. This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game, Boner? The game this week is cold trivia, winter trivia. That's what we're doing. I also just saw a little clip. Clip? Of Lincoln Riley's introductory press conference. Have you seen this? No. Lincoln Riley introduced, obviously, as the uh, USC head coach. And they had some of the marching band there. They had some of the, uh, what do they call their their cheerleaders that are, they always wear the sweaters. They just USC cheerleaders. Don't they have an official name? Song girls. Song girls. That's right. So some of them were there. Oh, man. I slide into their DMs. I'm Teddy. <laughs> Come here, song girl. You got to go look up this video because it's just, it, I, I haven't even heard it. It's just, there's a lot of the band playing and there's some awkward dancing going on and there's like jump cuts to Lincoln Riley just back in the back like, all right, sad to be here. Okay, it's going to be fun. I mean, Southern California is big time. It's just, it, I don't know, man. It is. It, it looks crazy. I can't wait to hear the whole thing. Well, he just, uh, well, he didn't get it. I just saw another five-star guy, though, decommitted from... Oklahoma, of course, and he's going someplace else, maybe Texas. I forget, but Oklahoma's losing some guys, as you do, but you don't want to lose all your five star guys. And no. it looks like they are. You can't. Well, I, I wonder with Oklahoma, man, it is extremely important that they figure out how to not have too big of a dip in recruiting this year, and then next year they got to get right back to five stars and full classes and. You're a top three, top five recruiting class. They got to get right back to that because otherwise they risk being Texas where you lose the momentum in a couple years and all of a sudden you've got the 20th best or the 18th best or the 15th best and you just, you don't end up, then you go to the SEC eventually and you've lost all that steam and now you're the sixth best team in that conference. Woof. That would be bad. Uh, I saw this. I thought of your wife because this looks right up her alley. Mm -hmm. A boys to men movie musical is in the works. <laughs> per the Hollywood Reporter, a yes. film called Brotherly is in development at Amazon Studios, which will use the popular R&B songs of Boys to Men to tell the story of a group of men that returned to West Philadelphia for a high school reunion 20 years after having gone their separate ways. I'm laughing because just last night, I'm sitting down and I say, 
what is this on TV? Because it was a bunch of dudes singing. And then I started recognizing, oh, that's Joey Fatone. It was, uh, what is, he was in NSYNC, right? Yes, that's okay. right. So it was not in, boys to men. No, but he was in sync, 98 degrees, and then boys to men oh. all together singing you Christmas songs. So she she's going to watch this movie. Oh, I'm sure. Oh yeah. I did have I did have a Boys to Men album. Although it's not necessarily my genre of music. I did I did have the big one with Motown Philly and All right, that's good. I don't know what I did with it. How, by the way, I'm not saying this song necessarily is in the category, but how can anybody not hear this song and go, "All right, that's pretty good." I don't I don't know what, if it's End your, of the Road this song? Yeah, it's a great song. It's good. I don't know how you could hear Boys to Men and not say, I appreciate this for what it is. Maybe it's not your style. Right. That's what I said. It's not my style, but I still appreciate it. Yeah. Good stuff. You're going to go home and make baby number four tonight, aren't you? You know it. Oh, man. I lost my virginity to this song. This song, like, literally has a bunch of applications. Does it not? Like... You could play this at a going away party. You could play this at a sad event. You could play this at a graduation, at a, a joyous occasion. You could obviously play it at baby making time. You can. Well, they have I'll Make Love to You. Well, that's a different. That'd be you a don't good... play that everywhere. I'm just. <laughs> we know what that's for. You wouldn't play that at a funeral? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gammy's dead. Here's a song to remember no. her. You're not going to play this. No. That's right. She lived a long life. Mm-hmm. She lived a long life. That's they say all the time. Is that oh, how'd you live to be a hundred? Booze and well, yeah, bacon. It's, and it's usually some level of vice. Stiffies. <laughs> and grandma didn't have, or nobody had Alzheimer's. Everybody was. I guess grandma wouldn't have it, but grandpa didn't either. Mm-hmm. Just taking all that Viagra. Let's just keep the this segment out. Listen man, to I boys get, to men. Play it all day. I'm good with it. Let's go. We do have business to attend to. Yeah, some business, all right. Listening to Boys to Men, that's what I say. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit them online at KriegerFord.com. Home of the Krieger Commitment. Best cars, best people, peace of mind. What's the matter? The USC video just keeps popping up, and I can't unsee what I'm seeing. It's just so bizarre. CJ right. Stroud is headed to New York for the Heisman ceremony. He won't win, but... It's nice for him to go. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, no, no, I'm just. No I, thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to set up no, the rest of the people going. I'm not saying anything anymore. Yo, fellas, y'all ready to do this? Yeah, yo, what's, what's up, up guys? Yeah. Yeah. Great, too. You know, it's always good when they say the name of the band in the song. I always appreciate that. That's right, yeah. Just I in wish, case you were confused. I wish more bands would do that, honestly. Should we just do the entire rundown with this in the background? Go, go ahead. Keep going. All right, Monday Night Football was a strange one last night. The Patriots beat the Bills. Patriots attempted three passes the entire game, completed two of them. But they ran for 222 yards. Number one, it's the NFL. Style points do not apply. That's right. You win the game on the road, cold weather, get the job done. Bill Belichick, 
He's back. He's he, thought he, he thought he was dead. I didn't He's think he was dead. dead. No, but people last year were like, oh, Tom Brady. That's the only reason they were good. Is it? Or maybe it's Tom Brady was great. He won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. Belichick's like, all right, Tom. See if I can do that this year. He's trying, man. He's got this team in good spot right now. They've got a chance to go win the AFC, and who knows after that. Ryan Day could be closing in on a new defensive coordinator. The rumor is he will bring in Oklahoma State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles to take the job. He is 56 years old. He's been there a few seasons. Oklahoma State had the third best defense in college football this season. He previously was a defensive coordinator at Duke. He was a head coach at Cornell, where he also played. But he's been around the block, and everybody speaks very highly of him. Yeah. Um, number one issue for Ohio State right now is you still have defensive coordinator and defensive assistants on the staff that, as far as we know, have not been fired or demoted in any way yet. So I'd turn it off. That's fine. It was distracting me. I, I could tell. But... Jim Knowles, hopefully, if he comes here. Oklahoma State's defense. Now, you might be tempted to say Big 12 defense. Ah, Big 12 sucks. Well, they don't suck offensively. There's a lot of good offenses in the Big 12. His defense still was top 10 in scoring defense, top three in total yards per game given up, uh, limited in offensive touchdowns against, yards per play, top 10 in all these categories. And also, his defense this year at Oklahoma State led the Big 12 in every defensive category, including sacks, which they were also, I think, top 10 in sacks in college football. So if you can get that level of production out of the recruits that you get at Oklahoma State in an offense-heavy conference, I would think that bodes well if you come to Ohio State and can get better recruits. Jim Knowles, father of? Beyonce Knowles. That's exactly right. The Rundown. The Rundown. Thank you for stealing... My joke. I didn't know if that's where you were going. I was, that's where I was going. That's good. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. transferring out of Indiana. I'll tell you what, man. We were wrong on him. Now, I don't know if he was just too many injuries over the course of his career, but when healthy this season, he was awful. Yeah. That whole team was awful. They didn't win a conference game, but he was especially bad. No, he he was... Uh, he did not look good, and I, I do struggle to know how much of that is injury-related, right? But... Yeah, I mean, he was supposedly healthy until he wasn't. But no, I'm to saying, start the season he was supposed to be. Well, that's what I mean. But he was still coming back from a pretty significant injury last year. So how much of that was him trying to rush back to get on the field? I don't know. All my point here that I'm making is is that I did not see this year ending with Indiana not winning a conference game and Michael Penix Jr. saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to transfer out because it's not working out in Indiana. I don't think anyone expected that going into this college football season. I'm not wrong, right? They didn't win a conference game, right? I'm looking. They're 2-9 and nine, or 2-10. and 10. No, they were 0-9 in the conference. Yeah. There you go. And then last year they were terrible too, weren't they? And I know that was a weird season. Yeah, so but we they had throw that, it was, out, but... that was he got injured partially through that season and then we were like, oh yeah, but once he comes back he'll be great and was it two years? Was it really two seasons ago where they were that? They yeah, were really it was two good. seasons ago. Wow. Yeah, because I just I kind of blank out on the COVID year that the the starting late and all that other stuff, bunch of games getting canceled. I've kind of like deleted that one from my memory. So I was just thinking it was the year prior to this that they were that good. But that was two years ago. Man, they didn't just lose these games this year. 
Oh no, they, they got were, killed in these games. They were getting smacked they around. They lost yeah. to Iowa thirty-four to six. They lost to Penn State twenty-four to nothing. They lost to Ohio State fifty-four to seven. They lost to Michigan twenty-nine to seven. They lost to Rutgers thirty-eight to three. They <laughs> lost to Minnesota thirty-five to fourteen. They I lost to Purdue forty-four to seven. Wow! Yikes! Wow! They got killed in these yeah. games. There are only two victories coming against Idaho and Western Kentucky. Who do they think they are? Presbyterian College. There's a Blech. there's a good joke, Teddy. They were six and two last year. Oh, they were six. They were six and, and okay. Yeah. So they, I thought they had I, another bad year last year. No, they lost year. to the Buckeyes and then they lost the bowl they, game. Right, because they lost the very close game to the Buckeyes. Okay, okay. So 35, was, Yeah. Well, yeah, we talk was, about forgetting last year. I clearly forgot well, Indiana no, I was, was just, good last year. I knew Indiana had a good reason for thinking this year was going to be special. But I was, I was right. Okay, so that was just last year where they had that happen. Okay, Jags fans are starting to lose patience with Urban. I'll tell you why. Coming up next, Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of Route 315 northbound at 270. ODOT crews are now on scene trying to get things clear. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area and still continues to build. Please be very careful over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Get in touch with your stupid. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Give me a number. Uh, Let's go with two. Call number two right now. 614-821-9710 is the phone number. Where's my sheet? Uh Uh-oh. What do you got to give away? Could be anything. Call number two. We'll get a pair of tickets to WWE Monday Night Raw on Monday, February 28th at Nationwide Arena. For tickets and more info, go to Ticketmaster.com. Mm-hmm. Remember when I was a kid, it was Ticketmaster and Ticketron. 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 And they were competitors. Oh. I was like, which one's going to win? I'd say well, Ticketmaster won. Master won. Yeah. Good for them. They won the right to charge you ridiculous fees. But anyway, <laughs> go to Ticketmaster.com for more info. Go. That's right. Uh, Urban is the head coach of a 2-10 and Jacksonville Jaguars team. Not good. But Jacksonville fans are getting frustrated with Urban because it seems like he doesn't know what the hell's going on with his own team. So they're losing by 30 to the Rams on Sunday. James Robinson, who is their running back, and you can make a case the best player on the team, has been hobbled and hurt, and every single week it's a game-time decision, but he's been able to go out there and play. And so he was playing on Sunday. He had just eight carries for 24 yards, but what made no sense was that three of those carries came in the final two minutes of the game when the team was down by 30. You've got your number one running back, 
You're down by 30. He's ouchie. Why is he carrying the football late in the game? Urban was asked this question in post-game availability. Here's Urban's answer. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. All right. So then he followed up and said, well, running backs coach Bernie Parmalee Handles the running back rotations. Well, you got a first and last name thrown out there. Bernie Parmalee. Back in that bus right up over Bernie, huh? And Urban said perhaps Bernie wanted to see a few more carries from Robinson at that stage in the game. Given the injuries already existing for Robinson and the total lack of importance in the plays he saw, that decision would seem strange. Of course it would. That was said to Urban like, that's a weird decision, right, coach? And Urban said, I'd agree. (laughs) It's like, also, good point. You're really good at this. You want to coach? I got to get out of here. Uh, via BigCatCountry.com, which is a fan site for the Jags, mm. Meyer then did follow up, said he intended to take more active roles when it comes to calling plays. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm aware of it. I'm not in charge of it, but I'll watch and I'll say, what's our thoughts here and what's our thoughts there? Obviously, I didn't do it there with James. I'm going to be more involved because I just got to make sure to do it the way I want it done. I like how he says, I'm not in charge of it. Well, yeah, I know you're not the running backs coach. I get it. But at nope, you have a headset on on the sidelines. We used to make fun of Brady Hoke because he would stand out there in the cold without a headset on, disconnected from the universe. Urban Meyer has a headset on. He sees James Robinson out there running the ball three times. In a 30-point game with two minutes left to go, he knows how hurt he is. At no point do you go on the headset and say, what's this guy doing out there? Yeah. And maybe the response you get is, all the other running backs are hurt. Or they're vomiting on the sidelines right now. Maybe that's the response you get. But to not know the answer? Well, don't you think if that was the case, Urban would have... Like, here, here's my main takeaway. I don't believe you, Urban, when you say this because... We remember this as Ohio State fans back here, where there would be times where you'd say, hey, uh, Big Ten Championship game, you needed two yards. Didn't get the ball to Carlos Hyde. What was the deal? He was running really well all game long. Why didn't you go there? Ah, yeah, you know, I got to look into why that happened. Hey, why was this player not out there on defense for like half the game? And he, yeah, I don't don't really handle that. I don't know. I got to find that out. And we we tolerated that more because it's like, well, you're winning every game. Well, that's the difference. You're beating the snot out of Michigan. He had success here. Yeah, so if he wants to say, oh, I didn't know, I don't know why that happened. It's like, well, I don't believe you either, but I'm quite sure you just don't want to answer this question. So whatever, you'll fix it. You'll get a better look at that. And I'm sure that probably won't happen again. But either way, you're still winning by 50 and people just have some questions. Right. Jags fans don't have that, though. No, they have a team that has looked terrible. A quarterback who was supposed to be the savior. Remember where they almost thought the pick went away from them and then they got it back because of how the losses went last year where they were like, oh, thank God. Now we are going to get Trevor Lawrence. They were all excited about him. How's he looked as far as developing as a quarterback? Not good. What's Urban's like forte? Developing quarterbacks, supposedly. That's not going well right now. So you can understand if Jags fans are saying, all right, Offense doesn't seem to work. This team sucks. Trevor Lawrence doesn't seem like he's progressing, which is worrisome on many levels. Well, that's the difference. And then Urban is saying, oh, yeah, go talk to Gene Parmesan about our running backs. I got no idea who's doing that. Like, how do you not know? You're one of the worst teams in the league. Wouldn't you want to be hands on on every aspect of what's bad right now? Reading some of these 
thoughts from Jacksonville fans. I don't even think they're bothered that much by the fact that the team is 2-10. and 10. They don't necessarily care about that because they knew that this wasn't going to be a playoff team and record wasn't important this year, but they are bothered that the offense is seemingly getting worse every not, single yeah, week. Yeah, not better. Trevor Lawrence is not getting better. And when asked what's going on, Urban doesn't have any answers for why he's doing things. That is a big problem. And I'm sure he's saying, well, I'm being open and honest. I'm telling you I, I don't know, but I'm going to find out and I'm going to fix it. But at this point, you're 12 weeks into the season. You're 12 games into your tenure. You honestly don't know why something is being done at this point? You could make a, an argument for that in week two, that you're well, new to this and you're new to working with this staff for the first time. It's You've played 12 games. You don't know why your running back is in the game? Let me, That's a problem. Let me put this another way, why I don't believe him. If that is actually true, that he does not know why his, why his running back didn't play most of the game, assumingly, assuming it was because of injuries and stuff, and then suddenly he's inserted back into the game, and you don't have any knowledge of that, that's another reason that maybe they should look elsewhere as head coach. If you genuinely don't know that, then I, I would think Shad Khan would say, uh, that's concerning. How are you not involved in any of that? How are, you, how are you not aware of that? What I'm guessing is, Urban's not telling the truth. He does know. He just doesn't feel like he has to answer because his whole life he hasn't had to answer. Why? Because he ran college programs. Well, but I think I, I'm saying now it's in the NFL and, and you are going to see more and more people saying, Urban, why are you doing this? And his previous tactics of saying, well, I, I don't know. I got to look into it. That's a great point you made there. Well, the next week they're going to ask you again. And the answer can't be, I still don't know. Next week, you're going to have to say, uh, because this offense is broken and apparently it's not working well and I'm in charge of that and it sucks. Well, I think fans just want decisiveness. I think if the answer was he wasn't supposed to be in that game and it won't happen again. Sure. Then you can say, well, it was a mistake. He shouldn't do it. I hope he doesn't keep making these mistakes, but he's aware of it. Nobody wants to hear an I don't know in the press conference. I don't know, but I'll look into it. I, it feels, I'm telling you, man, I, I can't believe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I can't believe he wouldn't want to know. I can't believe he himself wasn't going to be like, wait, who, what? Why are we throwing our injured running back out, out there in this game that we're all, we're done? Why are we doing that? You think he'd be hot and heavy about that? He'd be mad about that. I mean, for him to say, oh gosh, that is, yeah, good question. I don't know. That's really weird. That's a level of disconnectedness. I'll look into that that and get back to doesn't you. Doesn't make any sense. Game show coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Plenty of slowdowns to watch out for right now. You are going to find some backups on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. More slowdowns on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. And delays on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. Those are going to be some five-minute delays. Starving Report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care 
heating and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company, Beaverqueef can trust. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no. This is Man and Bone. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. Here's an update. Just came out. Statement from Ryan Day. I have offered a position on the Ohio State football staff to Oklahoma State University defensive coordinator Jim Knowles, and he has accepted it. Starting January 2nd, Knowles will be the Buckeyes' new defensive coordinator. What is most important at this time is that we put our players in the best position possible to finish the season with a win in the Rose Bowl. To that, to that end, to that end, to that end, we will continue our planning and preparation for the game with our current staff of 10 assistant coaches. That's it. Interesting. So the staff will remain in place through the Rose Bowl, and then he will come in right after that. Yes. All right. So does that mean he gets to stay on at Oklahoma State through their bowl game too, I'm yeah, guessing? He, he didn't address that. I mean, it sounds like that would be the case, but who knows? Either way, that's, uh, I mean, good. Like, see the season out. That's Here's what I care about. You've got a defensive coordinator who I think will ultimately be a better choice. Now, how that all works with the guys currently in place, I guess that's not my call, and I don't care. Like, if, if Kerry Combs is still on the staff somehow, but not you know, a game day level coach, whatever. I don't, that's between him and Ryan day. And and I'm sure we'll get that eventually, but yeah, this is the good thing is the defense now has a chance to be fixed and let's hope it is. Well, and I don't know if this will turn out to be the right decision, right? But I guess what I am looking for as a Buckeye fan is quick action. And after week two, we knew something was wrong with this defense and that, you know, just, Trying to fix it with the same old guys wasn't going to work. And so Ryan Day did what he could after that Oregon game, acted quickly, and switched things around. And for a while, we thought that worked, but clearly more action was going to be needed this offseason. And he waited about a week, which I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure he, he made the call a couple days oh, after yeah. that Michigan game. They've Absolutely been talking right. for a while, but it took about a week to announce a new defensive coordinator. Now, he's not taking questions here. This is a statement. I would assume the first question that would come in would be, well, now you, I have two defensive coordinators, so something's got to give. Well, there's a, and, and it wouldn't be a big deal, except there is actually a limit to how many people can be on the sidelines for games in a coaching capacity. So someone will not be doing that who currently is. That's correct. Now, there are ways around that. If guys want to stay on the payroll, they can become analysts or have a different title we've seen that before right i i I have no idea how that's all going to work out other than i'm i why did i say no idea i'm quite sure Kerry combs will be the one who is probably the odd man out as far as being on the field coaching but he does bring so much in the recruiting game it's hard to know how they will handle that if he's just going to go away if he's going to go get another job but we were looking for swift action and we got it from Ryan Day. Now time will tell if this is the right hire. Game show time. All right, so today we're doing cold slash winter trivia because, uh, well, it's cold. Uh, question number one, Mike. The word winter comes from an old Germanic word, uh, which is wintar. What does wintar mean? Is it time of water, time of cold, 
time of darkness. What does wintar mean? I'm going to say it's time of darkness. Oh, sorry. It means time of water. Hmm. Which, all right, I guess they had a lot of rain when, whatever. Maybe in that particular area, yeah, winter was more rainy than it was snowy. Uh, for what it's worth, the Anglo-Saxons counted years in winters, so they would say you were X number of winters old. Uh, they would also use the word winter caring, which might mean either winter sad or sad with years. So that was meant to say, like, this is a sad old man. He is winter caring. But that was their way of saying he's seen a lot of winters. And he's old and he's kind well, of Well, because I'm, I'm sure it was always a gamble whether you're going to live through the winter. Yes, of course. Like, wow, you, you've really weathered a lot of storms yes, there, haven't you, buddy? Absolutely right. Yeah, there you go. All right, the lowest temperature ever recorded in the U.S. Is it negative 57 degrees, negative 80 degrees, or negative 91 degrees? Let's go 91. Let's go. Ooh, sorry. It is a balmy negative 80 now, I will give you bonus points if you can guess what state that occurred in. And don't think too hard about it. Oh, you said in this country? Yeah, it's just in the U.S. Oh, this is not in, the, in world. the world. No, not in the world. In the U.S. North Dakota. No. There's one state that's a lot further north than all the other states. That would be Alaska. I wasn't thinking about them. That's okay. Uh, that was recorded in 1971 at Prospect Creek Camp. Located near the Arctic Circle along the Alaska Pipeline. But yeah, 1971 is when we hit negative 80. And apparently that's the coldest it's ever been in the U.S. Question number three, true or false? The Arctic fox turns white during winter and then changes back to its gray color when it is over, when winter's done. Is that true or false? I don't know. True? Yes. Bye. The Arctic fox has a circumpolar distribution in the Arctic tundra habitats in Northern Europe, Northern Asia, and North America. It is also the only land mammal native to Iceland. So let it live. Bjork. Yeah, also, well, she's a land mammal yeah, native yeah. to... Arctic fox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, careful there. All right. Which, which state holds the record for largest recorded temperature variation in a 15-minute time span, meaning like a record cold snap? 15 minutes. All right. The record cold snap from going one temperature to the other, South Dakota, North Dakota, or Montana? South Dakota. Yes. Rapid City, South Dakota weather. I've been there. Yeah? I have. Was it cold? No, it was summertime, but well, it was depressing. Get this. In, on January 10th, 1911, weather records show that the day started out at a pleasant 55 degrees. Over the course of 15 minutes, they say the temperature went from 55 degrees to 8 degrees. Yikes. Yikes. 15 minutes. Well, and back then, it wasn't like you could check your cell phone. It's like, yeah, it's 55 People now. People must but... thought the world was ending. <laughs> 15 minutes. Mom, how cold is it going to get? I thought you were going to say like 20 degrees. No. It dropped in 15 it minutes. It went from 55 to, to 8 that's cool. Yeah, back then, too. I, you're right. No one would have known what to expect out of that. Uh, the next one. The snowiest major city in the world is in which country? Russia, Finland, or Japan? I feel like this is a trick question. It could be. Because Russia and Finland make sense. Japan has mountainous regions. I'm going to go with Japan. You're correct. All right. 
Ayamori City in northern Japan receives more snowfall than any major city on the planet. Like, there's outposts in Siberia that probably get more, but as of far course. as a major city... How many people live there? Um, I believe over 100,000 people live right. there. Each year, citizens are pummeled with 312 inches or about 26 feet wow. of snow wow. every year. All right. What do we call the condition characterized by an extreme fear of snow? Is it chinophobia, corlorophobia, or poganophobia? I don't know. Po- Pogo? Third one? Pog- Pogolo? No. No, that's not right. Pogolo? It's Chinakophobia. Chinakophobia. Yeah. It is not just a dislike of snow or a rational fear of severe weather forecasts. It is an irrational fear of snow that is typically linked to a fear of death or bodily harm. The two primary fears behind chinophobia, the fear of being snowbound and the fear of being stranded in the snow, which I would think is the same thing, but whatever. So there are people who literally will see a weather forecast that says snow and then say, I can't leave for a week. I am terrified. Okay. And they have, you know, it's it's a really, it's a real thing, but it's a terrible condition if you have it. Uh, next up. What uh, what snow fell on a region of Siberia in 2007 that was a totally different color than usual? What color was it? Red, green, or orange? Red. No. It was orange. The Siberian orange snow of 2007 was a phenomenon in early February of that year. Beginning January 31st, an orange-tinted snow fell across an area of 580 square miles in Omsk Oblast, Siberian what, Federal District. What caused it? The Well, they said the snow was malodorous, so it smelled bad, oily to the touch, and reported to contain four times the normal level of iron. They initially thought this was industrial pollution, however, or a rocket launch, or maybe even a nuclear accident. But they did a bunch of tests, and they can't figure out where it came from. They do not know what actually caused it. But they said they advised people to keep their animals away from it and also not to consume it. Uh, colored snow is uncommon in Russia, but not unheard of. There have been many cases of black, blue, green, and red snow. Man. Don't go to Russia for snow, is what I'm telling you. You always hear the jokes about don't eat the yellow snow. It's like, or any other color snow for that matter. If you see snow that's not white, just leave it alone. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from Route 315 northbound at 270, but traffic is still slow as it recovers in that area, and an accident now causing some slowdowns on Cleveland Avenue at Hudson Street. This accident involves injuries. Please be careful over here. Stripping report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, the fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone man. CBJ Shorty tonight. 
just 30 minutes Haven't for you tonight. Haven't had one in a while, I well, feel you, like. Well, you have a lot of stuff to talk about because it just came out about 10 minutes ago that Ryan Day has hired Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State as the new defensive coordinator. He says effective January 2nd, but yeah. you know, obviously there's there's that, the very obvious new defensive coordinator, but now how does it affect the rest of the coaches on this staff? How does it affect recruiting? There's exactly. A, there's, a, there's a big trickle-down effect. I mean, I... I don't imagine that this is going to affect recruiting in a negative way. If anything, the the look and the appearance that Ohio State is not going to stand pat when their defensive numbers have been a certain way, it shows, I think it would show everybody well, out yeah, there they're going to make some moves. You probably have do Kerry Combs out there recruiting right now. Yeah, that that you do. You do. So there's going to be some questions. I'm not saying that nobody would drop off at all when there's a change. I'm hoping, though, in the long run, everybody that stayed committed to the Buckeyes is in it for just a little bit more than maybe what Kerry Combs told them if he was one of the key recruiters. You can never say never about any of this, right? You're dealing with young people. We just saw I didn't Quinn. Think, I didn't think Quinn <laughs> right. Ewers was going to go right. anywhere either. Just but. saw Quinn Ewers up and leave after three and a half, four months here in Columbus. So you never really know. But I like that they're doing something going getting an outside voice and if you talk about somebody that took something and you know some three star recruits and maybe below that and produced a defense we're not used to seeing out in the Big 12 and Oklahoma State had a great defense yeah they really did and and I will just add that I think it's Ohio State has to decide Ryan Day has to decide what is worth more to you right is it worth more to you to yes you may lose a couple recruits if let's say Kerry Combs is just beloved by every defensive recruit you've had and then this guy comes in and they don't have a lot of history with him and there might be a couple guys who feel some kind of way about that and say you know what i'm reopening my thing i'm not or i'm not going to commit reopening my december i'm going to maybe take a few more weeks and think about it maybe sign again in february but what is the ultimate goal here to have a good defense or to win the recruiting battles and the the answer is you want to have a good defense and i don't think the current top level part of the coaching staff defensively are in positions where they're going to fix that. So you have to bring in someone who can. And then you hope the recruiting will stay strong because of all the other reasons you've given these recruits to come to Ohio State and the promise that there might be a defense that helps win a championship. You could be a part of that. I'm going to text one of our recruiting guys in the break before the start of the show to see what his early thoughts are on Jim Knowles from that I standpoint. I going to say, I'm going to text a recruit. I was like, whoa, Timmy's got a, he's got no, some plugs yes. in. He's yes. going on. Well, yeah. you, you never know. big bag of cash is you on never the way. Know. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally legal now, so go ahead. Am I allowed to endorse I don't recruits, know. name, image, and likeness, money straight from me? Sure. Yeah, oh, why yeah. not, right? Why not, right? It's, it's, hey. You're a reputable guy. Yeah, sure. I just need to start like a small business or something. No, you just want to promote yourself. Yeah. I just want you to promote you me. just have a recruit say, I'm hi, you. I'm a big fan of Timmy Hall. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Tim well, Hall. We know you're lying. Right, right, we, we right. do know they're we, lying. We know yeah. you're getting paid. We were talking about this small yesterday, box. Bone and I were. You're a big college basketball guy. I was so surprised to see. Florida? No, I was surprised to see uh, Purdue. Oh, yeah, yeah, Num- yeah Number yeah. one in the AP. Yeah. The first time they've ever been number one in the AP. That's shocking. In the history of their program, with all the good teams well, they had, especially in the 80s with Gene Cady, they hit number two a couple times. The other shocking thing with that is, is, it was on ESPN Stats and Info's tweet about it yesterday. The, the team 
that that's what I was just going to sur- bring up. Okay, yeah, the team the, that had surpassed Purdue, Ma- Maryland, Maryland, Maryland has, has also never, not been there, we, and they won a title. You would have bet your house, wouldn't oh, you? Yeah, that Maryland had been at some point in their history the right, number so one team in the country in the AP. I was an AP voter for a season Look for college that. basketball. Look at that humble yeah, brag. Yeah. Must and be I nice. Just take out your wallet. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Must be I nice. To throw some cash I was at me. Using that to illustrate how I didn't know you didn't vote at the end of the season for one final no, poll. Well, you don't need to. We have a tournament to decide well, who the champion is. No, but that's, I feel but like that's, you still see that though. Finally, right. vote. You're, you're right. right. For football, we, do we not have that? We have that in football. You're exactly right. So why doesn't we not do that in basketball? Maybe it's because in basketball there's 64. And they figure, no, you want to know who the top 25 are? You saw. Forget about it. You know it. who the Sweet 16 yeah. are. You know who the top eight are. You know who the top four are. You can figure that out yourself one through. But yeah, it's, that's all done. All right, Buckeye Show, top of the hour right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone, I got to tell you, this romance between Kim Kardashian and uh, Pete Davidson... Buddy, it's hot and heavy. So, if you're not following along, Kim Kardashian estranged, split up, not divorced from Kanye West, but they are on the outs. a very healthy relationship. Okay. So, Kanye apparently is still very much in love with Kim Kardashian, Mm. or so people close to him say. They are saying he is in denial about Mm. the relationship that she is now engaged in with Pete Davidson. Love a good denial. So he still believes it is vital to his life and his career to get her back. Meanwhile, Kim Kardashian says he's embarrassing. The fact that he is still not over this is ridiculous. And she apparently feels so strongly about Pete Davidson. She has, according to some of the tabloids, told Pete Davidson she loves him. Mm. They want to have kids together. She's talking about how... Great of a dad he's going to be. Absolutely. So, Kim and Pete, let them live. It's almost like celebrities don't make the healthiest of pairs. It's almost like that. I mean, I can't see why anybody would think that except for Pete's a rock. What are you talking about? No, Pete might be a rock, but Kanye West is still part of the equation right now. That's what could be all three of them. Sure, could living in a house together. Sure. You know, they love she to go gets around? pregnant, then it's whose kid is it? Hey, well, we can all just chip in. I've also, like, <laughs> I've heard Pete Davidson talk. He is a big Kanye West fan. I'm like, sure he is. That would be weird to have someone, like, you like as a musician who Kanye, then is like, I love your wife as much as I love your music. That's <laughs> right. That is so bizarre. About Buckeye, the same. Buckeye shows up next. Jacket's time at 6.30. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on Cleveland Avenue at Hudson Street. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful over here. You'll also find slowdowns on Westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Traffic is delayed in that area. Traffic report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, 
I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right, I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah, for almost twenty years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills. Like, my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave, like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, I. You can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You you would. You would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just (laughs) saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's, I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is, you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying i i think you're people saying get the wrong impression you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do right. something like that i that's, know i know i've known you the, for years that's bad but i would just yell well, racist at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because well, i just fine wanna, now okay good i yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. Right I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.